Ladies and gentlemen, the day, it's right around the corner, baby. It's election night, Eve. Thought we'd never get here. Drew, how we feeling? Man, it's been crazy. I think we mentioned on the last pod, right? Like, um, back when we first launched the podcast, uh, late March or early March or, you know, whatever the fucking date was. Um, you know, it was primary season. You know, Super Tuesday was, was coming up. Um, the general election seemed like it was ages away, right? And here we are, uh, seven or eight months into the pandemic. And, um, you know, people are heading to the polls. People, a ton of people have already voted early. Tomorrow seems like the day that we've all been waiting for since um, November 2nd, uh, 2016, <laughs> to be quite honest. I mean, I, I know a lot of people um, were, were like, hey, I, I can't wait for 2020. Like, let's get this fucking clown out of office. Um, but nonetheless, man, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm nervous. Don't know what to expect. Um, I'm trying to be optimistic. It's probably a good thing that we're working from home right now because I definitely don't want to see my coworkers tomorrow after this fucking election because I'm like, lose my goddamn mind but i'm trying to hold it together over here billy i'm trying to hold it together buddy i don't even i don't even know like i feel like i'm watching the super bowl at this point now. <laughs> like wait wait before you go i'm fucking watching sunday football yesterday bro and you know how the games are on fox sports and shit bro fox literally runs an ad like it's the motherfucking super bowl they're like the night we've all been waiting for <laughs> And they're like, they're like, Trump looks to pull off a victory, like even though all the thing, all the odds are against him. I don't, bro, I'm just like, I can't believe this shit. And and don't get me wrong, they might do the same shit on NBC. I just remember, I just vividly remember noticing this fucking Fox ad about like how um, <laughs> we've been waiting for this. Like it was like that Friday, that that Monday night football matchup, right? Like Trump versus Biden. No, no, I, I know the exact animation clip that you're talking about. I saw that and I was like, is this for real? Like, I was like, I, I was looking around the people I'm with. I was like, you guys should see that right now. Like, but it, it, I, like, I, I don't know exactly when, you know, our media started covering, uh, you know, this kind of like sporting event. Cause you know, I think obviously I, I didn't vote when it was like Obama versus Romney or anything before that. Mm-hmm. But I just remember at one point in 2016 that on CNN, they had like a, like a half of Hillary Clinton's face and half of Donald Trump. And they like came in from the side and met in the middle. And they're like, <laughs> only one will walk away. <laughs> bro, that's what capitalism does to our fucking news, bro. Like, um, Damn, bro, it's about clicks and views and shit like that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, it's what we got, and we gotta fucking, we gotta deal with it. And you know, if, if we can't make it better, figure out a way to make it work, I guess. But man, this shit's crazy. I'm excited. I'm nervous. All that shit. Um, but a lot of people say he can't. There, you know, there's there's just no way that Trump can do it. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, respectfully disagree right away. Uh, I I, I don't think Donald Trump will be the ultimate winner. I think Joe Biden does pull this out. Um, the, the, the winning margin, I don't know. I personally feel it's on the smaller side, but like I said, it, I, I wouldn't put it past it. And as we're going to break down some of the past the victory for both of them, uh, if Donald Trump is, you know, I mean, he talks a big game about all these silent Trump supporters and how the country loves him. I mean, we're going to find out. Like, you know, like (laughs) we're going to find out. And I mean, I was, I remember exactly like where I was in the 2016 election night. Uh, I mean, going into it, I was like, oh, I think Donald Trump has a chance to win, but I still felt Hillary was going to win. And then he pulls off, you know, the old down three, one upset comes back game seven, Donald Trump wins and shocks the world. So I, I, I can't fully put him away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we take a look at the polls, right? From 2016, Hillary was up in most polls in most swing in most swing states. Definitely on the national side, her average was you know she was leading. Um, but the the amount of points that she was leading by was seemed to be a lot smaller than what Joe Biden is right now, and that's partially due to the state of the economy, COVID nineteen, right? Like, I honestly don't think it really matters who the, who who the Democratic nominee was at this point. Um, personally, I mean. Maybe I shouldn't say that because maybe if it was he was running against Hillary again, he'd have a he'd have a legitimate chance. Yeah. Um, but uh, just because she was extremely unpopular. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like I I want to believe the polls, but again, like you said, there's a I know there's a lot of silent Trump supporters who, you know, just 
you know, maybe saying the right things, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, like, oh, like the fucking, we need more stimulus, but like behind the scenes, they're, you know, voting for Trump and, you know, wanting to have those massive tax breaks, things of that nature. So you never know, right? Like the, I think all the polls are within the margin of error. Um, if anyone's taking a statistics, a statistics class, like it's not an exact science, right? Like these polls, um, they are indicators. They are not um, predictors, if, if that makes sense. Um, so we got to make sure that we're, we're analyzing it properly and, and taking it what it's worth, um, taking, taking it for what it's worth and not, you know, over, over believing in the polls because right at the end of the day, people still got to show up to the polls. People still got to, you know, had to cast their mail-in ballots, you know, go vote early. So we, you know, at the end of the day, we don't really know what to expect. Um, but I can say that it seems like America is, is fucking energized and there's a ton of people that have already voted. Young people are fucking voting in, you know, numbers that we haven't seen in a long time. And obviously this is, this is skewed because of the pandemic, but like right now, before we even go into election day, we're already at 97 million Americans um, voted, uh, who have voted in America, um, you know, due to early voting, mail-in ballots, things of that nature, which is an astonishing number, right? We're still two, that's, that's, the, that's two thirds of the amount of people that voted in 2016, um, almost hundred million people, so. Yeah, and crazy. I, I do think obviously, as you mentioned, COVID is a big part of that, especially I, I feel that there's a good chunk of that 97 mil who have probably vote, been voted for a couple weeks, if not like a month or so, you know, scared to not know what's going to happen in the future. But I mean, who knows? For example, I haven't voted yet. Like I'm voting tomorrow on election day. Um, I know that I personally, I know a couple other people who are doing the same. And I feel, uh, I don't know. I feel like now that we have this sort of hindsight look at coronavirus and at least I guess looking from the, like a, like a death rate, I feel like people aren't as scared to go to the polls as they might've been, you know, back in August. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I certainly agree. And I, and I think certainly that I've been reading more studies that have shown like, Hey, the mitigation efforts that we do put out, like they actually do work. Like if you do wear a mask, like you are, you know, minimizing that risk substantially, you know, if you're not, you know, getting really close to people, not touching, not kissing things of that nature, like you can pretty much operate pretty safely as long as you're, you know, abiding by, you know, most of the CDC guidelines. And I know a lot of people don't and still are fine, but I'm just saying like, I, I would feel comfortable going in person voter. I, I did vote in person, but I just did early voting. And I will say, I, I do want to make an, a, an admission here. Um, I did not vote in the 2016 election and it was not on purpose. It was a complete accident. I was in Wisconsin at the time and I wanted to vote absentee in the Illinois election, um, which I don't, I, I didn't even know I was able to vote in Wisconsin. So I'm like, okay, I want to submit an uh, absentee ballot for Illinois, which is, you know, obviously where I'm from, where my parents live. Um, but when I was doing that information, they said, hey, your absentee ballot, uh, I was reading, and I was like, your absentee ballot, ballot is not counted if it's your first time voting um, in that state. So I was like, okay, what the fuck? So I didn't vote. And I actually found out a couple of days later that I could have voted in Wisconsin because I was a student in Wisconsin. Uh, even though I didn't, like, technically I wasn't a resident, but because I went to school there that my vote would have been counted. And Again, no one fucking ever told me this, and, I, and it wasn't like this, this, this information was readily available to me. Um, and Wisconsin ended up flipping red that year, and I was extremely upset with myself. And I didn't tell—I haven't told many people about this. Um, and I don't know if I have people that still listen from back in Wisconsin, but you guys are a better key battleground state, so please get your ass out there and fucking go vote. Um, like, don't be like me in 2016, where you're fucking la like last minute realizing that your vote's not going to count, so you, you didn't go and. Um, you know, you didn't seek out the right information. So that's just an admission I made here on the gray area. And I, and I promise I'll never make that. I'm the, that shit will never happen again. Right. See, Drew's active as fuck out here in the political world. But <laughs> that's, let's go back to that rule for a second. That's such like a stupid rule that, yeah. you, you know, I, I wonder what the reasoning behind that, what you like, what their explanation could be. It doesn't really make too much sense to me. But I mean, regardless, you not, I mean, you learned your lesson, right? Like, you're out here voting in North Carolina. And I will say this because I know we have a good amount of Illinois listeners. If you're sitting at home and you're listening to this and you're like, fuck, I fucked up. Everyone was talking about registered to vote. I didn't do it. Like I thought I had more time. Don't worry. Illinois and probably like, I, I don't know the exact amount, maybe like 15, 20 other states are eligible for same day registration. So what that means is you can show up on election day if you're an Illinois resident and, you know, if you're outside of Illinois, check your state, but Illinois, you can show up to the polls, 
doesn't matter. Say you're, hey, you're a first-time voter. You bring your ID, you know, some proof of, you know, who you are, and you'll get registered. I, when I voted for the first time, I believe back in like 2016, 2017, whenever that was, uh, I, that was my first time voting. They let me register. It just took probably an extra like five, six minutes, and you'll be good. Don't think that just because people talk about these extreme lines at the polls uh, in the news, don't think that's reflective of your area. It very well might be, but uh, I would say at most areas, you're not gonna be waiting hours in line to do that. Yeah, most places you won't. Um, unfortunately, like we talked about in the last, in, in the episode that we did um, on voter suppression, voter fraud, um, a lot of the, those long lines end up being in you know, communities of color, impoverished communities, um, places with you know, slim to no polling stations for large population, things of that nature. College campuses, the college towns are also uh, relatively uh, known for having um, pretty long lines. Um, so yeah, just make sure you, you, you know, you do your research and take, take a look and figure out where your polling place is. I, I'm sure a lot of you guys have already voted, but we just want to give you a quick rundown here. Um, just to make sure you can do it safely, efficiently, and you know, have your vote counted. Uh, but I did want to kind of just jump right into it, man. I, I did want to go over some of the the polling numbers just to kick off the conversation. Cause I know a lot of you guys have been seeing like probably on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, like Biden's been blowing Trump out of the water when it comes to these polls. Um, and I, and I just want to go over some of it, especially in some of the key battleground states, the key swing states, um, which we know in 2016, Trump pretty much won, you know, he did, he did a pretty much a clean house on all the swing states and even some states that haven't, that hadn't gone red in a very long time. Um, so some of those states, right, uh, Wisconsin, I think they went red for the first time for a presidential election in over 20 years, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, North Carolina, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, um, Georgia, and, uh, well, I guess Georgia is not really a swing state, but people are saying it might be this year, um, and then, um, Arizona. So right now, Biden has a slim lead in Florida, which we all know Florida is always a key state in all presidential elections. Biden right now holds a 1.7, um, he holds a one, a one point lead or 1.7 point lead um, over Trump right now in the, in, the, in the final poll heading into um, Tuesday's election, which is well within the margin of error. Um, Florida could definitely go either way. Arizona, Biden leads by a little less than two points. Georgia, Biden is actually winning by a little bit less than one point. Um, and then we have um, Ohio, Trump's up by one point. Texas, Trump's up by one point. Um, and then in some other key battleground states, like I, like I mentioned before, Wisconsin, which flipped red back in 2016, Biden holds a 7.4 point lead right now, which is fucking really high. So um, I don't know what that, like, right? Like that, what it tells me on the service level is, hey, Trump really has no chance, but you know, like I said, it's probably within the margin of error. Um, and you never know what could happen, especially, um, you know, especially, you know, after 2016, when I think most media outlets gave Trump like a, a 3% chance to even win the goddamn election. Like it was, he had like, you know, based on their data that they were, you know, compiling over the months and, you know, months of um, the election cycle, like they thought that he had no shot. So again, we don't fucking know what's going to happen until it happens, but I just want to give you a quick high-level overview of some of these key battleground states where, um, um, you know, what the, what the numbers are saying. Yeah, no, and I mean, I'll start off by saying this, Drew. If, if we roll into, you know, it's like November, what, 5th or 6th, and all these predictions that uh, Biden was supposed to win, especially even like a state like Wisconsin, and they all flip Trump, I'm never listening to a poll again. Never. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Never. Never, never again. But, but yeah, I, you know, looking at the polls, it does seem pretty promising for him. Uh, obviously, I mean, I mentioned earlier, you, you always have to remember 2016, but I, I think coronavirus uh, being a big factor, uh, especially in back-to-back days where, you know, Donald Trump was mocking about the coronavirus and then he got it. Like, these are big, significant things people are going to remember. You look at, like – Joe Biden is not, at the end of the day, Hillary Clinton. Um, and I think Joe Biden, as much as he's considered a like career, by, career politician by many, I do think Joe Biden has that appeal to 
the middle class union worker voter. And that's really going to be key in these uh, battleground states. I don't think Hillary Clinton really had that at all. I think she's kind of her and Bill and, you know, the rest of like the fallen the career Democrats kind of fall into that elite category. Joe is from Scranton, Pennsylvania. You know, he is a huge guy for unions. I know Donald Trump has a pretty good union support, but Joe Biden, I don't know, man. I think that he's got the right uh, population around him that I think that I, I believe in some of these polls, you know? Yeah. I, I think that, you know, people are more likely to look the other way when it comes to um, somebody who's charismatic, well-liked, you know, he, his scandals aren't very big. Like, you know, he's a career politician, you know, he has, you know, the crime bill, the people give him slack for, which, definitely give him slack for that. Everyone who's an elected official deserves criticism um, as long as it's fair criticism. Um, but yeah, I think that like a lot of the things that Trump or that Biden, like the negatives of Biden, you know, they're not that many. And he's, a you know, charismatic, well-liked guy who served under one of the most popular presidents of all time, right? Like, so I think that gives him a, a, a better appeal to, um, if I'm being quite honest, like, white voters like it's easier for them to put their support behind this you know pretty well-established white guy who is well-mannered well-liked you know been around the block and is gonna treat the office with respect which a lot of people I feel like say Trump does not do that um so we'll see we'll see I think I think Biden has a perfect storm for him like I said I, I think that anybody not named Hillary Clinton probably would have won this election if they were the Democratic um, the Democratic candidate running against Donald Trump um, but who knows, right? We, you know, we can't talk about hypotheticals all day, all night. Right. But, uh, I mean, not even hypotheticals, but I, I think we should probably get into at least some specific spots in these states and some paths to victory for the two people tomorrow night. Obviously, I know it's going to be a tough race because Kanye and Joe, <laughs> Joe Jorgensen are going to have good appearances tomorrow, but let's get into it for Biden. Bro, bro that shit's funny. I think uh, – where the fuck did I see this? Oh, I think it was – it was it was Dave Chappelle when he was talking about the Gary Johnson voter, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Who did you vote for Gary Johnson? Why the fuck did you vote for Gary Johnson? <laughs> yeah, he said he said every, you tell him you voted for the third party, people act like you just killed someone. <laughs> I swear to God. Hey, would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Um, no, but I guess before we jump into some of the key paths to victory, I do want to highlight because we are um because they you know, they're experiencing a lot of mail-in ballots due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, several states aren't going to have their official counts um, till maybe several days after the election, which this could hinder the results of the election. Um, you know, the race might not get called on night, on you know, the end of the night or the next day. We could very well see, you know, a day or two, two, three days later before we get, um, you know, unofficial results of them calling the election. I do also want to highlight that the elections are never officially called until all the ballots are counted um, and everything is like authorized, notarized and all that good stuff, which usually takes a couple of weeks. But right before that, like usually, you know, the, when most of the stuff's reported and, you know, the other candidate concedes, you can pretty much go ahead and call the race. So I just wanted to, you know, make the, the you know, delineation between those two things. Um, the race can be called a little bit early. Um, there's a chance we know the winner on election night. There's a chance we don't. I do want to just make sure that you guys understand that. Um, and I know Billy wants to also highlight something about um, potential things that we've been hearing about the Trump campaign. Um, there's been several reports indicating that this might be a possibility, but I'll let Billy jump in and, and kind of go, go from there. Right. Yeah. And I, I do think as much as, you know, this might seem to some people as like, Oh, you're just like thinking the worst of Trump. No, like I mean, he said things like this, you know, like he's gone from the first debate with him and Joe Biden saying, agreeing that counting all the votes could take several weeks to, uh, I think over the past weekend, he tweeted out how uh, it's a shame and a disgrace that, you know, America doesn't know who won the election on election night. And he said how he thinks all those votes should just count. And we should find out the winner that night. And while, like Drew said, we might know the winner that's only really in a blowout either way. If Trump or Biden blows the other one out in a bunch of states, you'll probably know the winner. But given the fact that it seems like this might be a close race, there's already reports that Donald Trump is going to try to claim victory on election night. 
So I wanted to get that out there, and I'm sure many other news sources will have this out there as well, tweets from journalists and so forth. But if Donald Trump just tweets out that he won the election, that doesn't mean he won the election. So let, let's just get that straight, you know, because he's going to he's gonna do – there's a high, I would say a high chance just who he is as a person. That, just so you, and just so you all know, right, it, it wouldn't be the first time, say, we didn't know the election results – you know, day two, three days later after the after the election, like I don't know if y'all remember. I mean, most people are most people in our listen, listening brackets probably, um, you know, were small children or maybe not alive uh, back in uh, what is it, two thousand? Yeah. Gore, Gore versus Bush, but that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and we didn't know who the damn president was going to be until December. So um, it's happened before, um, maybe not in the age of social media and uh, clickbait and stuff like that. But everybody, just be careful, be aware that there's a chance that we don't know the election results. So um, it's not the first time that's happened and it probably won't be the last time. And just make sure that you guys are, you know, being responsible with the information that you're consuming and just double triple checking sources, information, things like that um, on election night. I did want to say one thing to that too, um, about the 2000 election. The thing to realize about that election too, is that Al Gore conceded. I th- the votes were almost, counted in completion, but it showed, I think, beyond whatever his camp's uh, margin of error for, you know, him having a path to win Florida, because I think it came down to Florida, they said, you know what, we're not going to win, we're going to concede. And I want all of you to take 15 minutes, if you can, if you're going to listen to this, you know, before uh, the end of election night, watch the TED Talk that Van Jones just put out, um, on YouTube. I'll try to just link it in this episode in the description, but it's a 15 minute episode where he explains how American democracy has relied on a concession speech uh, and admitting defeat by a candidate on election night throughout our history. And there's actually not a single thing in our constitution that says that, you know, the guy who is going to lose has to just give up, you know, and accept his victory on election night. And personally, I don't feel either either person, Biden or Trump, will do that. So that's important to know. And he kind of goes to break it down how this could go to the courts and there could be a lot of civil unrest and different things of that nature. It's important that you understand that because I would say that from tomorrow night, November 3rd, until probably January 21st, 2021, is going to be a very, very crazy uh, period in America. Yeah, so that's very important to to highlight. I'm so happy you did. Um, Personally, I think that if Trump or Biden was losing in, you know, in a landslide or like was losing some key battleground states and packed victory didn't seem very likely, I I think Biden would concede. Um, Now, on the flip side, I don't think there's any scenario that Trump concedes, especially not on night one. Um, probably not ever. <laughs> he'll probably be the kind of guy that like, even like if he does lose the election and finally is out of office, like he'll be claiming that like it was a hoax and you know, he should have won the election. Um, just based on the, his past behavior, I think that's a fair assumption of the guy's personality and like kind of like how, how much of a narcissist I think he is. Um, but Hey, I guess, I guess we'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, Cool, man. I guess we might as well just jump into some some paths to victory that we see um, for Biden and for Trump. I don't know if there's anything that you want to start with. Um, let's look at the, these uh, maps. Let's start with, uh, I guess, let's start with the three, the three states that are probably going to take the longest to count, which would be Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. So I I guess we can start with Wisconsin. And it seems like there's a large margin of victory there. Uh, You being a former Wisconsin native uh, during your time at Whitewater, do you you have any strong opinion either way? Are you still not really sure what's going down there? So I actually have a group chat with uh, a bunch of guys back from college and people that I've met through friends from college who all pretty much still live in Wisconsin. And, um, you know, they're obviously, I mean, I guess not obviously, because I'm telling you, and it's not obvious, you don't know these people, but most of them are voting for Biden. Uh, I think everyone except one person, I think one person is not voting. Um, unfortunately, we're trying to get him to vote, but I think the overall sentiment is that, hey, like, 
we fucking all dropped the ball in 2016 and most of my friends my guy friends didn't vote in 2016 and so what i would assume is we well, however we at the time we would have been um 20 18 19 for me 19 20 for you yeah 19 and 20 years old right like you know we were in college like you know some people weren't really concerned about these kinds of things at that time and a lot of people were pretty disappointed in themselves when they didn't vote including myself so i would say the overall sentiment is you know biden's gonna win wisconsin by probably a landslide um i do want to highlight he won he literally won by less than one percentage point um back in 2016 so I do think it's going to be a very close race there. Uh, but again, I did want to highlight also that the polls do have him up over seven points. So I, I think that voter turnout in Wisconsin without pulling up data, I think it probably was uh, not where it could have been. And I think this year, I don't really see Trump being able to um, flip uh, Wisconsin back red again, especially because it was the first time it went red in over 20 years. That's so random. And I mean, Wisconsin, I like. I kind of thought that they were always red. Which to me, back in 2016, finding out that they were blue and flip red was very surprising to me because I know they have like Scott Walker at one point as their yeah. governor. Yeah. Um, so, I, I I guess I probably would have had that same opinion except I, I went to school there, so I kind of like experienced. So the reason why that it's for president, like a lot of states they'll flip one way presidential, but then for a governor election, it, it can go either way really. Um, but for the presidential election specifically, um, but Milwaukee and Madison both have the, the largest populations in Wisconsin. They're both pretty progressive, pretty liberal cities, Madison being where the university of Wisconsin is. And then Milwaukee just being the, 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 the first, the biggest city in um, the biggest city in Milwaukee and it being one hour from, from Chicago, basically. A large metropolitan area so I guess once you're there it kind of makes a little bit more sense um but yeah I mean it, it is wild to think that like Wisconsin is a, now a swing state in the presidential election yeah and uh it's weird I guess it's weird too because I mean you now have you you've lived in Illinois you've lived in Wisconsin and you've lived in North Carolina so two out of the three states you've lived in have been swing states I think it's weird for, to even like picture it mattering as much as it does in those states because like I got like I'm gonna go cast my vote and it don't matter who I vote for I would assume I like I'm just gonna go out and say uh, Biden's winning Illinois you know like, yeah for sure which is not that wild of a thing to claim I mean he uh Hillary Clinton won Illinois by um shit almost almost 20 points so <laughs> I mean yeah, there's not really a real chance for him to win. Um, so, yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, I think you said the other two states you want to talk about were... Uh, Michigan and uh, Pennsylvania. Now, I guess, I guess start with, we'll start with Michigan. Michigan, I hear a lot of mixed results. And, like, looking at this last national uh, US, US, USA Today poll, it does have Biden up pretty big, you know, 6.6. .6, but... I'm unsure how that affects people because when I hear about things in Michigan, it's a lot of, it seems to be negative things about the governor of Michigan. Uh, I forgot her name. So pardon me on that, but she's a democratic governor. Gretchen. Uh, Gretchen. Yep. And uh, I, I feel like a lot of times there's this counteracting force where, you know, if you have a Republican state, but you know they're doing bad. Then you'll vote Democrat in in the uh, in the presidential election. Like somewhere like Colorado might do that, or the reverse, where you're a blue state but you vote red. You know, right? And, and I kind of feel like Michigan could easily be one that state to to go Trump, despite it seeming a lot of at a lot of the state level being Democratic. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I, that's a fair assumption. I mean, again, we don't really know. Um, back in 2016, if we want to talk about what happened in 2016, Trump did win Michigan, um, but he won that by literally 0.3%. Um, so either way, it's probably going to be a neck and neck race there. Uh, also, didn't want to highlight when we will have the final results for Michigan. Uh, election officials have said that the unofficial results could take up until November 6th um, because they do not start 
processing mail-in ballots until the day of election. So there might be a little bit of a delay on when we get on, um, those results back from, from, from Michigan, which is pretty, pretty important. So we will see, right? Obviously, I think if it comes out in the beginning that the votes are being counted and, you know, you know, Trump takes a giant lead or Biden takes a giant lead, there is a chance that they can be called, these races can be called early in these states. Like, don't get me wrong, but if it comes down to it being really fucking close, then there's a chance that we don't know what's going to happen. Um, so you just got to make sure that we're staying put and, you know, staying patient and um, just not going boo-coo fucking crazy. Okay. Everybody relax. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, yeah. It's uh, I don't even, I don't even know, bro. All I know is that to- I'm, I'm probably going to uh, get lit tomorrow and just enjoy the, the craziness of it. Yeah. For sure. Me and one of my friends were going to fucking buy, like, get some like, champagne and some fucking tequila and just, like, drink until we fall. <laughs> Go. I'm not going to work on Wednesday, that's for sure. Well, I guess not going, not going to work. Like, I'm not physically yeah. going. But, yeah, fuck that. I'm taking the day off. Um, I'll probably work. I'll probably be. It's going to be a topic of discussion for me. I don't want to talk about it with my coworkers because it's going to be like, wow, wasn't that crazy? Bro, I'm not even trying to talk to these white people. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, my coworkers. <laughs> Speak, speaking of uh, white people, Pennsylvania. So, um, Pennsylvania, uh, home state of Joe Biden. So, you know, naturally you think he's got the advantage there, but. Uh, there's also a lot of concern, partially sparked by Donald Trump, partially sparked by people on the left, that you know Joe Biden is going to adopt this progressive policy and he's going to ban fracking and all this stuff. It's going to take away coal mining jobs and natural gas and all this stuff in Pennsylvania, you know. And uh, I will be the one to say it. I could be wrong. But uh, I'm going to go on my limb and say Joe Biden is not a uh, progressive candidate. <laughs> and, and, and he's not going to be banning fracking at all. So it's, it's a weird thing where, like, people that are Republicans are like, Joe Biden is a socialist. And then people that are on the left are like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's, just like, he's just, like, in the middle. And, like, no one, no one knows what he's going to do. But I feel like he's just, yeah. yeah. Environmental stuff, he's not banning fracking. Yeah, he's he's not very progressive on the environmental side um, at all. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Pennsylvania is going to be a, another state where we may not have the official results until about Friday, November sixth, because again, they can't start counting those mail-in ballots until election day, um, which could cause some delays. Now, again, I did highlight some states are have already started to count their mail-in ballots. Uh, some states will be able to count theirs by tomorrow. Um, but then some will not. So these are some very key battleground states that we may or may not know the, the results uh, from right away. And they're very, very important. So just want to make sure that we highlight those. And um, Pennsylvania went, it went, it went red, right? Yeah, it went red. And yep, yep, yep. He won, Trump won that by 0. 0.7, 0. 0.7 points in um, 2016. So again, it's going to go down to the fucking wire there in Pennsylvania. Um, and these are some very, very important key battleground states that we might not know the uh, results from right away. Let's uh, let's talk your stomping ground, Drew. How are we feeling in North Carolina? Cool. Yeah. So I guess it's a good a good segue here. We'll talk about some of the swing states that um, that will most likely have their votes counted on on um, election night, and North Carolina being where I re- currently reside is one of those states. So I'll I'll just give you a quick round off. Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and Arizona. These are all states that, you know, they have some of the most robust mail-in ballots, uh, ballot systems and have been voting by mail for, uh, you know, years, if not decades. And, you know, they they have a pretty good process on how they count these election, uh, count the votes. And they're expecting that they will have the results um, counted by sometime on the election night. But here here in North Carolina, man, honestly, I have no fucking idea which way it's going to go. Um, I've seen more Trump Pence shit here in my 10 months than I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I don't fucking know. Honestly, I don't know. I think right now Biden holds a, a, a less than one percentage point lead here in North Carolina. I'm in a blue county. I'm in White County. Um, and it's 
historically a blue county, but the state itself is a is a swing state, right? Trump won this one by around three uh, percent, a little bit, three point five percent back in um, twenty sixteen. But right now, Biden is leading in the polls. I'm going to be just as surprised as you are, Billy, tomorrow um, when we get the results back from North Carolina because I have no fucking idea. Well, he's got, uh, I, I, you know, there's going to be some Joe Biden votes coming out of Asheville. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. About it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here, I mean, Charlotte and Raleigh, like where I live in Raleigh, like, it, you know, I in the city, I live downtown and like, and I pretty much stay within five, 10 miles of here. Definitely way more Biden Harris. A lot more than I probably would have anticipated, but then once you start, you know, venturing off a little bit more, you see a little bit more Trump pens. Definitely a little bit, um, definitely a lot more uh, Trump pens and less Biden Harris. So we'll see, man. I, I don't know enough people here to kind of give an accurate prediction um, as far as like what I think because uh, probably where I am and how the amount of time that I've spent here. So we'll fucking see. It's going to be a close one. A lot of people say, um, you know, if Trump loses you know one of these key these key battleground states that he won in 2016 his path to election is is pretty slim um, what are we looking at now so and then florida i guess i guess before i go into florida because florida is probably one of the most important ones uh arizona um is a state that we could potentially see flip over to uh joe biden here in this 2020 election trump did win that in 20 16 by around four percent so he, he he won it pretty handily um but as of right now he uh biden holds uh, just under two percent uh lead on trump out in arizona and like i said arizona is one of the states that will have their results back pretty quickly so we'll know the winner of arizona um most likely at some point tomorrow night and then the other ones were georgia and florida Georgia also went red in 2016. People are expecting that Georgia goes red again this year, but again, Biden's actually leading by around one percentage point over Trump. Um, and then the most important of them all, fucking Florida. I fucking hate Florida, but we always got to fucking, we, we got to count on Florida, man. They're, they're just like, they, they hold so much weight. They have so much electoral power um, with a pretty large population. Um, I think they got 20... Is it 26 or 23 electoral college votes uh, alone? So, so Florida can be a big indicator on what's going to happen, and you know who our next president's going to be. So uh, we'll see. And I'm going to go in a little bit of detail here, but uh, but I don't know if you want to add in anything here first. Uh, you're going in detail about Florida. Yeah, about Florida and kind okay. of what that what that means if you know you know one candidate wins or the other candidate wins. So. Uh, yeah, my one thing I'll say is uh, Florida is ungrateful as fuck, all right? <laughs> so, so we're always saving Florida's ass because they're getting – I mean, it's like they're playing the Golden State Warriors and Hurricanes just getting smoked every year. Every year you're like, something's going wrong in Florida. They're, they're underwater. They're getting hit by a hurricane. You know, like all the – you know, they got alligators eating babies at Disney World. And then every single fucking year – Florida's like, we're never going to have a simple election. We're going to make everyone go down and bite their nails down to the root over our election because we're just not going to count. That's, so that's my uh, spiel about Florida before you go. Florida's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, we'll see. Well, Florida's always played a huge uh, pivotal role in our elections. It definitely lasts, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, I can't really speak to anything pre that because, quite frankly, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it's going to be important. And again, I want to highlight those swing states that are going to have those results back pretty quickly. Uh, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona. Um, Trump won all these states in 2016. And right now, uh, Biden is actually leading in all these in the polls. So what happens if Trump or Biden wins uh, one of these states or, you know, if Biden wins all these states or potentially one of these states? So I guess I'll start with this. If Trump loses Florida, he honestly has almost no path to victory. Um, and this is kind of assuming that um, he doesn't he doesn't clean sweep every other swing state. So if he loses Florida, he's going to have to have a clean sweep of pretty much every uh, state in the Midwest um, that, that, you know, so like that is a swing state. So Michigan, Wisconsin, 
Um, and then also, I think additionally, Pennsylvania, he would have to win as well if he were to lose Florida. Um, but if Trump wins Florida, wins Georgia, wins North Carolina, and wins Arizona, it actually, you're like, oh, well, does that mean that Biden has no shot? It actually doesn't. Um, it just means that we're not going to know the winner until we get the results back from Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Um, yeah, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, because all these states went red before, but it doesn't mean that they're going to go red again. Um, and Biden does have a, actually a really good shot to win those states. And people are like, all right, this doesn't make sense. You lost me. So Biden is overall a more popular candidate across the board in all states, which means that he has, that he's more competitive in more states. Um, if that makes sense. Trump isn't, isn't as competitive in certain states. So him clean sweeping these four, these first four swing states doesn't necessarily give him, you know, that guaranteed victory that it, it would happen if Biden clean sweeps or even gets one or two of these states. Um, especially because a lot of people don't really see Michigan uh, and Wisconsin flipping red again. Definitely not both of them, uh, maybe one or the other. But again, like I mentioned before, if Trump loses Florida, he is going to basically have to clean sweep those states that I just mentioned. Um, again, now is Trump going to lose Florida? I honestly, I fucking doubt it. <laughs> Personally, I doubt it. So I, maybe I'm spending too much time here, but just wanted to give you guys Trump's, one of Trump's um, paths to victory here. Any thoughts there? Uh, I'm just looking at, I'm doing this. So there's a website that I'll also put in the link for anyone who wants to just, uh, you know, fuck around with the states, but it's called uh, www.270towin.com. And I'm just, I'm, as you were doing that, I was kind of just moving around to like who would win each state uh, based on what you were saying. And wow, like Trump wins Florida, this is a tight race. If Trump yeah. wins Florida and North Carolina, this is a tough race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I also, I, I think I didn't forgot to highlight. So, right. So if Trump wins Florida, North Carolina, Arizona, Georgia, um, what it means is this race is going to go down to the fucking wire. Um, if he loses one or two of these states, it most likely means Biden is probably going to win uh, pretty handedly. So um, Trump does have a shot, right, like to legitimately clean sweep these states. But it still does mean that Biden will, you know, still potentially be in the race. You know, if it's the, the reverse, who fucking knows what's going to happen. So everybody just get ready to buckle down and we'll see what's going to happen. Um, I guess we kind of went through some of the past victory. Do you have any, uh, any prediction that you want to give out for, for the election? You feeling, feeling ballsy? Uh, fucking no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give like a loose prediction, right? I think Biden's going to win. I think Biden, I think, I do think Biden's going to get one of these, these four states that I'm talking about, um, Florida. Arizona, Georgia, um, what's the other one? Or North Carolina. Um, I do think he's going to win one of these states. Now, I don't know which one. Um, probably more, I think the most likely one would probably be um, North Carolina or uh, Florida. But if Biden wins one of these states, I think he's going to be in a really good spot and he's got to be feeling really good about his, his chances. And on the flip side, if Trump loses one of these states, um, I think that he's going to probably go into panic mode, to be quite honest. I agree. I actually, I've created a chaos scenario in terms of everyone's emotions uh, with my map. So this is my official prediction that I just came up with in the last four minutes, right? So my prediction is that Joe Biden will win 273 to 264. And now... I'm not going to go through all the states, but the way it would break down would be Trump would win Arizona, Florida, North Carolina. Um, and what was the other one that you said? Florida. Arizona, Georgia, North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So I have Trump in here winning all four of those, but Biden I have winning Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and then uh, – New Hampshire was like the last blank one I have, but you know, I have Biden, you know, when in normal States, the California's of the world, the Illinois Trump's going to maintain Texas and places like that. But I, I think it's going to come down to this wire, man. 
And I think I just created the nightmare scenario for uh, voting counting. Uh, but I honestly think it's realistic. I don't, I, I think it's going to be a close race. And Yeah, man, I guess everybody is going to have to buckle up and wait to see. Um, but definitely you should include that link just so people can play around with the electoral votes um, in like kind of what happens if, you know, Arizona flips blue and, you know, Texas flips blue. Um, again, like we mentioned earlier, Texas flips blue. It's over with Trump. He's got no shot. Now, is, is Texas going to flip blue? I'd probably say no. Um, but it's becoming more diverse. It's becoming more educated, uh, more people of color. Um, people are moving to Texas in droves, uh, favorable tax laws, but also very, very dominant um, tech industry there. So you never know. This blue wave could be as real as uh, the politicians claim it is. Um, but again, that could just be a symptom of people being sick and tired of the Trump administration and just wanting to go back to ignoring politics. And they probably can do that with someone like Biden in office. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> Wait, that's funny you said that because I heard like the funniest fucking uh, comparison about that. They're like, hey, man, all Joe Biden is is like, you just need to take a chill pill. Like you've been on a bender for the last four or five nights. You're doing a little too many drugs. You want to just uh, drink some water, man. You know, get a good night's sleep. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, my life's not all in order, but uh, this is step number one. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent, bro. I, and it's like, I don't want you all to be these kind of people, but like, I understand. Um, I understand. I'm not going to go and shame you because you're able to, uh, I guess, maybe be less politically involved because, you know, whether you feel like it doesn't affect you or it does or you just don't care. Um, I personally don't think you should have that view. But no, I, I agree. Like, I think part of me just wants to be like, can I just like go without even paying attention to this shit for like two or three weeks? And honestly, I don't think I, I don't think there has been a time in the last four years where I um, have like not paid attention, paid attention to political discourse, didn't take a break, break away from it. Um, seemed like every couple of days, Trump was saying something, doing something, pushing some policy, pushing, you know, trying to get something past it. I just really didn't fuck with it. <laughs> and that shit was exhausting. And I'm fucking tired. Yeah, dude, I've, I don't know. I, I mean, coming right out of like high school, because that was like right when, right after I graduated was the 2016 election. Then I like, you know, my last semester of high school, I took like, AP government. And I was like, wow, politics is pretty cool. Like government's cool. I was like, I'm going to get into this. And then it was like the most terrifying fucking election to date. Like that I just like stumbled upon. And, and like you said, like since then it's constant every day I'm going to wake up and there's going to be something ridiculous going on. And obviously that's still going to happen, but I don't have to see like Joe Biden's not, I'm not going to wake up for work and see Joe Biden tweeting his ass off talking about the radical right. Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And all that. Now that, that's okay for me. Sometimes I'm just trying to see some sports news in the morning. Sometimes, you know, yeah, something, it, something nice. Exactly. Exactly. Like I don't want to go on fucking open my phone and see fucking Trump um, at a rally, even though he's already the president. And they're screaming "fuck LeBron James." Like that's just not something that I just—that's like, <laughs> just not valuable, like to anyone. Like, why is that a part of our everyday life? Um, and I guess if you were wondering who we were voting for, <laughs> Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> right in Kanye Omari West, the savior of our universe. Yeah, him and Joel Olstein are gonna make a. America, heaven, or something. I don't even know, bro. Yeah, Who's running mid is? Kanye's hilarious, man. Um. And if he ever does really want to actually run for president, he, he can't run on faith. It's just not going to win him the election. He, bro, like... <laughs> It'll never win him the election. So if he, ever, if he ever does at some point want to get serious about it, he's going to have to fucking find an actual platform to run on because he has no policies. He's just talking about love. Yeah, bro. Like, he, he said, he said like, one... Like, the, the comment that will stick with me is, like, the comment that I say when I'm bullshitting with my friends about, like... <laughs> What we're talking about as president, he goes, I ain't talking to the same people Trump and Biden are talking to. And I was like, all right, facts, to an extent. But you got to have some ideas, bro. Kanye, bro, come back in 2024, 2028. Like, do the primaries at least. At least get on all the ballots if you want me to consider it. And find a fucking platform. Um, I don't think that maybe, like, the foreign policy stuff is that important. Like, it's important. Like, I'm not 
but like the experience isn't that important because if you put the right people in place, you know, in your cabinet, you know, he, he'll be able to make up for that. Clearly, Trump didn't have that experience. Um, <laughs> maybe that's not the best example because he's done because he's done a terrible, <laughs> terrible job in my opinion. <laughs> but um, who knows? I, I don't want another celebrity president. So let me not even fucking. I know you're not listening, to Kanye, but um, yeah, yeah. Just make music and make shoes because that's what you're good at. Yeah, bro. Just we get it, dude. If you want to start a cult, I'll join. If you played, if you're playing my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, there. Don't run for president. That's that's all. But uh, I mean, on on that note, I don't have anything. I don't have a historical fact. I think this the the historical fact that I have is just uh, elections happen every four years, and uh, tomorrow's one of them. So if you haven't voted, go out and vote. And if you already did vote, uh, get the popcorn ready. Keep voting, everybody. Make sure you you, you have your voice heard um, tomorrow um, if you haven't already. Um, I, I know I did want to highlight that we did not go over some of these very very important Senate races um, that are actually going to probably be you know just as important, if not more important, than the uh, the, the general election for the president. Um, but make sure you guys are taking a look and seeing who's on your ballot. If there's any Senate races in your uh, districts. Um, and do your due diligence because those things are very, very fucking important. Like, very important. They impact your life, honestly, a lot more than Biden or Trump will, other than maybe a couple issues, you know. But yeah. it's important to know there's some tight races coming up here. A lot of judges, if you feel a certain way about whatever issue, you're going to want to figure that out. Um, but yeah, best of luck to. Uh, America tomorrow. You Good know? luck, America. Um, and we we may we haven't decided yet. We may do a, a mini episode election recap once we get the official results and just how some of these battleground states played out, um, and like maybe some key takeaways, right? Like, you know, if Trump loses in a landslide, hey, I think it, you know, probably some glaring obvious conclusions that can be drawn. You know, if not, like, you know, either way, we'll have some stuff to talk about. Um, so we might drop like a thirty-minute episode, something like that, just going over and recap here. Um, but thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Continue to you know listen to us. Uh, subscribe, share. You know, send it to your mom, send it to your friends, send it to your teacher. Um, have them fact check us. Fact check us because um, I know sometimes we don't hear spitting fake news. I'm I'm just kidding. Uh, we will never mislead you. But you know, maybe our numbers are off every once in a while. But you know, we're not swaying or trying to. We're trying to put out responsible, you know, information. This is propaganda is what Drew's trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is political propaganda from the <laughs> radical left. From the radical left. <laughs> They're turning the frogs gay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Pizzagate. Um, They're running a, a, a sexual assault of children out of the pizza restaurant. <laughs> Come here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. And, and, um, side note. But, yeah, well, well I'll. I'll, uh, I'll finish this conversation offline, but thank you for listening. Thanks for your support. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Love y'all.